common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katz and Rita Cosby. Katz and Cosby on 77 WABC. Another month, another arraignment uh, for President Trump and the attorney who is by his side, who is working with him on the elections case. Of course, the four charges yesterday, as we saw in D.C. court, is John Lauro. And John joins us now here on Cats and Cosby. John, thank you for being with us. Uh, first off, uh, how is the president doing, former President Trump? And what's sort of the strategy? I mean, this is amazing. You look at sort of like between that case, you look at, of course, uh, the Georgia case that may be coming soon. You've got the classified documents case. You got the Alvin Bragg case. And in the middle, you got a presidential campaign. How's he going to juggle this? Well, these are all coincidences, right? I mean, this right, exactly, right, nowhere, <laughs> right. But nobody's planning this, no, right? Not at all. In the White House saying, you know, this is how we're going to roll out the campaign by indicting our 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 biggest opponent who's leading in the polls. Uh, so, you know, coincidences just happen in the criminal justice system. But um, we're, we're making light of it. But it's a terribly sad day to see a president of the United States. Um, arraigned and and before a court on an indictment where his political opponent has criminalized uh, free speech and criminalized public policy by trying to take out a, a opponent um, who he disagrees with. I mean, we see that in, in oppressive authoritarian uh, countries, but certainly we never thought we'd see, see it in the United States. I can say this in answer to your question. President Trump was incredibly upbeat, resolute and strong. He knows he's fighting not just for himself, but for the American people. He knows that this is a, an abuse of power. But if he doesn't fight, who will? Um, if, if, if they're able to come after him, they're able to come after anyone. And that's exactly what they're doing. You know, John, uh, one of the things is interesting. Um, I was talking with David Schoen, of course, who represented President Trump on his second impeachment trial. And one of the things we were touching on, and Judge Weinberg, we were all talking about this yesterday. This was an amazing moment that we heard, and you were there in the court, so you can tell us. But the judge came out and basically said, um, you know what? Uh, you cannot violate any of these conditions uh, of your release. Here it is, the former president of the United States, and threatening that he might be held if he somehow influences the, the jury, jury or the, yeah, I mean, he's campaigning. What is he not supposed to say anything on the campaign? Judge Weinberg? John, I, I think this is such an incredible overreach of the magistrate's authority. I think the indictment is an overreach. I think what they've done here is they've criminalized politics. And this is a, a threat to everybody who has a different voice than this administration. What say you? Well, let me just say, I have no quarrel with the magistrate. She handled it very appropriately and very judiciously. Um, she was following what's required in the federal system, nothing more and nothing less. And she did a wonderful job. And, and, and I know the president felt that way. But in answer to your broader question, it is criminalization of political speech. It is about taking out a political opponent. What, what, what the Biden administration would have to do in this criminal case is show that President Trump, number one, didn't believe that there were irregularities and uncertainties and, and unlawfulness in the election cycle. And then second, that with corrupt intent, he tried to block the, the, the vote on January 6th instead of doing what he felt was the right thing to do, which was to allow the states a little bit more time to get information, re-audit, recertify, and then make a final determination. And that was his 
final ask of uh, of Vice President Trump. Nothing about that is criminal. And, and, you know, a prosecutor can take any statute and try to criminalize conduct. That's the unfortunate thing. But we rely on prosecutors to be rational and responsible and deliberative. In this case, they're out of control. Yeah. All right. The statute involved, I mean, uh, uh, a conspiracy against rights, that's a statute that goes back to the Ku Klux Klan after the Civil War. It doesn't. It- well, what, what they're saying is that he somehow blocked the exercise of voting rights. Now, that statute, you're right, has been used where people are physically restrained from going to the polls where ballots are stuffed, where votes are being calculated incorrectly. They're using that statute. It just doesn't apply President here. Trump. It never should apply okay. in this kind of a situation. Right. But, but, okay. but, Judge, he was the victim of all of that, and they're charging the victim. Well, thank you so much, John. And, yeah, keep, uh, us keep us posted. Keep us wow. posted. Keep us updated. Well, maybe we'll talk you to you. have me on speed dial. You have me on speed that, dial. Thank Actually, you so much. Good luck, John. Okay. Thank you Bye-bye. so much. And again, uh, he has to be back in court, by the way. It's August uh, 28th, and they may set a trial date at that point. I mean, how do you do this in the middle of campaigning?